Welcome to this podcast from St. Mary's the University Church. While public worship will not be offered in church for the foreseeable future, we hope that these podcasts will provide you with some spiritual resources over the coming days. Today is the third Sunday of Easter, and we continue to engage through the Gospels with accounts of the risen Christ. This Sunday is Luke's long, carefully crafted story of Christ's encounter with two obscure disciples on the road to Emmaus, unlike in John's Gospel, apart from Mary Magdalene. Here in Luke, the risen Christ breaks outside the inner circle of his followers, his, let's be honest, his less-than-able senior leadership team, and reaches those on the margins of his earthly ministry. He barges into their conversation, captures their attention. He opens the scriptures to them. He reveals his risen self when he breaks the bread with them, and he empowers them to go out and proclaim his resurrection. It is all positively Eucharistic, all the more poignant at this time as we cannot yet gather to celebrate the Eucharist together. We are still on the road to Emmaus. Let us pray. Risen Christ, in our wanderings you find us, you break the bread and we recognise you. You are the fire that burns within us. Use us to be a light in the world. For your love's sake. Amen.
A reading from the Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. Their eyes were kept from recognising him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophet have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things, and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near to the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognised him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up, and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Thanks be to God. road to Emmaus. 
Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. I'm picturing a time when we can all be physically back together again and can share our stories of encounters with Christ, because he is risen. One strange time this lockdown was when I was with my family in the kitchen on Easter Sunday morning. We had been unsure of where to go for Easter Sunday, so many virtual possibilities, and then found ourselves listening to the Archbishop of Canterbury, broadcasting from his kitchen via Radio 4. Touchingly, his wife was doing a reading. I have enjoyed seeing various family members deployed by clergy in our new state of lockdown. And as he prayed the Eucharistic prayer, I joined in quickly finding a tiny bottle of red wine I had been saving for a home communion. And as a family, we shared the bread that we had, toast fingers at the time, and the wine in the kitchen, and it was for me the perfect Eucharist. The Gospel stories speak powerfully to our situation. Jesus comes to his demoralised followers, who are sadly walking together towards Emmaus. Their plans are in ruins, and they are trying to make sense of what seems like a desperate situation. We had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel, they sadly say. Early on in the time of lockdown, I was in a conversation with some colleagues, where I said how sad I was that my plans to go to Colorado this summer to celebrate a family wedding were in jeopardy. But of course everyone had a story of disappointment. Someone else was planning to go to Australia, and there were so many other plans and dreams which were being dashed. There is a strange consolation in this universality of disappointment. We are all in this together. But on the other hand, there is an inequality. Some people are losing their jobs and their very homes are at risk. And why is Jesus so elusive in these resurrection appearances? In our Gospel today, he comes as a companion, asks questions about his disciples' experience, rebukes them for being foolish and slow to believe the prophets, then comes into table with them and takes, blesses, breaks and gives the bread, and is finally recognised by his disciples, and then he vanishes. It does seem like a strange way to do things. But maybe this is how Christ is to be known by us now, through conversation, shared journeys, confusion and rebuke gathering for food and companionship, finally recognition, and then he vanishes again. So how are we to know Christ through this strange time when our meeting together has been so changed and our movement restricted? I would like to say how helpful I have found the daily Zoom meetings for prayer which have been offered by the University Church. Among the Zoom prayers, there are people whom I have never met physically, Yet I feel I am getting to know them as we pray together, particularly in the mornings. I'm a morning person. And I like the details of the pictures or the laundry in the background and other household members wandering in during a Zoom conversation. And I like the feeling of who seems well organised and who among us is a bit confused that day. And there have been times when I have felt so fed up with the restrictions of our current life I've particularly valued having a 9am appointment, a place to be and people to join with, to help to anchor me in God and to recover my purpose. 
so thank you, morning prayer. All of you who get up to pray, and particularly Anna Maria and Will, who have gathered us there. A little morning prayer supplement. A couple of days ago during morning prayer, my daughter suddenly brought me one of our rabbits, Olive, a grey Netherlands dwarf, to hold. This was unplanned, but a welcome addition to morning prayer. For those of you who haven't tried it, I can say that to hold a warm rabbit close to you during the Lord's Prayer brings a different, lovely feel of intimacy to it. And another thing I love about Zoom morning prayer is actually the gathering beforehand. As people appear on the screen, you can glimpse into their lives beyond. Suddenly, we are praying together in each other's sitting rooms, offices, kitchens and bedrooms. The private space has become more public. I also really value the occasional stumbles as we pray together, perhaps sometimes forgetting to unmute a mic when doing a reading. I value the fact that we are creating the worship together, and for me this is much more precious and meaningful than watching something polished and separate on a screen broadcast. Henri Nouwen reflects on the journey from encounter to relationship. He says, I have many memories of encounters with people who made my heart burn, but whom I did not invite into my home. Sometimes it happens on a long plane trip, sometimes in a train, sometimes at a party. It is one of the characteristics of our contemporary society that encounters, good as they may be, don't become deep relationships. Thus our life is filled with good advice, helpful ideas, wonderful perspectives, but they are simply added to the many other ideas and perspectives and so leave us uncommitted. Only with an invitation to come and stay with me can an interesting encounter develop into a transforming relationship. And for me, this Zoom daily prayer has been a curiouser way of inviting each other into our homes for an encounter. And the repetition has the power to build something among us. Another thing I notice from our Gospel passage is the importance of perspective Whose version of events are we going to trust? The disciples begin with a narrative of the dashing of their hopes and the confusing reports from the women. But the risen Christ opens their minds to a new vision of reality as he interprets to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. And as we face the challenges of our lives, there are competing narratives, both in our daily lives and in our national life. We may wake in the night and hear the voice of despair. There is plenty of confusion and different accounts of reality. And there is also a narrative which is told by Christ, a calm in the midst of the storm, a vision of God's renewing purpose at work, even when we thought that all was lost. So, how do we hear that reassuring, consoling and visionary narrative? There are many ways, and different ways suit different people. I have a friend who wakes early, before the rest of her household, and lights a candle as she prays in the early morning. I know someone for whom the Sunday morning service on the radio is more important now than it has ever been. And I myself have been evangelical about Zoom morning prayer at St Mary's, and how that can ground us in God's perspective a bigger narrative than our own fears. 
So my prayer is for all of us, disciples traveling together and struggling to make sense of things, that Christ will come to us, reveal himself in new ways and make himself known to us. And our God is a God of surprises, who will make God's love known in unexpected and unlooked for places, but his purpose is always to bless and to renew and to gather us once again. Amen. In the power of the Spirit and in union with Christ, let us pray to the Father. God of love, in these troubled times, help us to remember 
that you are always walking by our side, even if we sometimes forget to see you on the road. Bear us all in your loving arms, O Lord, and carry us along, so that we may always journey with you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of life, as the spring advances, help us to notice the glories of your creation made new every morning in each fresh blade of grass. Let us recall your bounty to us and encourage us to share with those in particular need, the homeless and those who run short of food. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of strength, as the global situation develops, we remember all who are sick, and we hold in our hearts all health workers and those in the front line who head out daily into the fray. Hold them in your strong hands, Lord, and help them to know your loving presence with them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of peace, as the world turns onward to new and better times, we pray for all who have died and for their friends and family in mourning. Be with them, Lord, and comfort them in their distress. Help us all to know your peace deep within our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We unite all our prayers and petitions in the words Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The God of peace who brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.